you describe your fruit of righteousness unto God as filthy rags, dung, and works of the Torah? Today I want to look at three abused scripture passages that need to be restored to their rightful place. Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Philippians 3.8 Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And Galatians 2.16 Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. There are those today who are so overcome by their flesh and sin that they cling to various teachings of creatively rearranged scriptures for comfort instead of reading these verses in context and finding strength to overcome in the God of all grace. It can be very tempting, especially in our culture of ease and comfort, to look for the wide gate and the broad way. And Jesus said that there are many on that path. Do not be deceived. The end of that path is death. James tells us, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Brothers and sisters, do not allow your conscience to be seared with a hot iron, or in other words, unsensitive to the truth. This is no light matter. Let's start with the claim that our righteousness as Christians are seen as filthy rags by God. First of all, Isaiah 64, 6 was never quoted by Jesus, never quoted by any of his apostles, and it's not even referenced once in the entire New Testament. Why do you think it's quoted so often today? Scripture in various places exhort that we should have good fruit, fruit of righteousness and unto holiness. If we're not walking in holiness, we will not see the Lord. Read about it in Hebrews twelve fourteen. Jesus said that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And please look at that reference in context found in Matthew five twenty. Just after this, Jesus gives a list of commandments. Just before it, he says, whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So what is Isaiah 64, 6 saying by all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags? This Old Testament reference is a prayer of Isaiah for a rebellious and sinful people who vexed the Holy Spirit of God. They said to molten images, you are our gods. This righteousness was hypocritical. Isaiah understood true righteousness, though. The verse just before it says, Thou meetest him that rejoiceth, 
and worketh righteousness those that remember thee in thy ways. In the New Covenant, we read in 2 Corinthians that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, not filthy rags. Furthermore, through Christ, we're not called righteous. We are made righteous. Romans 5.19 For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. If you think we're only called righteous like a title, and not actually made righteous, then the same argument would be true of our sinful state, that we were never actually sinners. We were just called sinners. Are you comfortable believing that? To clarify this further, let's imagine that our works really are as filthy rags. And let's plug that into various scriptures. Okay, we'll start with Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your filthy rags and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Titus 2.14. And purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of filthy rags. James 2.18, I will show thee my faith by my filthy rags. I trust these few examples are sufficient. Now let's go back to Isaiah and listen to the words of the Lord found in chapter 48, verse 1. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth nor in righteousness. Does this sound familiar? Let's go to Titus 1.16. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. Now let's turn to Philippians 3.8 regarding the claim that the fruit of our lives amount to dung. And this time we'll include verse 9. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. See, in the preceding verses, he speaks about his Hebrew heritage. In the following verses, he speaks about being made conformable unto Christ's death and that he forgets those things which are behind. He doesn't turn back. Paul was saying here that his life as an unconverted man, even with all his accolades, was dung compared to the knowledge of Christ. He is clearly not speaking of the works of a believer. This same Paul says we should be zealous of good works, that we should increase the fruits of our righteousness and have our fruit unto holiness. This is far from dung. What about works of the law, which Paul says no flesh shall be justified? 
Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Okay, in the original 1611 King James Bible, if you can get your hands on one, the words works and law in this passage were capitalized. Why is that? That's because they were specifically referring to the Torah. Paul was referring to the Sabbath and and the dietary laws and the festivals, etc. Not works of righteousness. Today, there is a gross misunderstanding of the doctrine of justification. So much so that it is said we are saved in our sins, not from them. Okay, let's just look at the very next verse, Galatians 2.17. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Jesus is not the minister of sin. He is the destroyer of sin. 1 John 3.8 He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, the same Paul that said we are not justified by the works of the law, said that the unconverted should repent and turn to God and do works, meet for repentance. And this same Paul said that we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And he also said that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. May we echo the words of Zacharias who being filled with the Holy Ghost prophesied that we might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Amen.